That's the jam, baby. Ooh. You feel it? Ooh. Jack dudes. You ready to steal some cars? Oh, I'll steal. Oh, I would totally steal a car to this song. I don't know if I could do 60 seconds, though. Not kind of like 60 90 seconds, sounds, but yeah. I, I can steal one. I, I fumble. Like a 92 Toyota Camry. Oh, yeah. Start that baby with a screwdriver. The keys are still like the probably in the visor. Yeah, <laughs> dude doesn't give a shit about that car. <laughs> God, I love that song, man. It just it's pumps so me good. Up. It hits. It just hits home, man. It's Moby. So, welcome, about? welcome to the Just a Couple Dudes podcast. Oh yeah, this is a morning edition. This is a morning edition. This is a Saturday morning, and I am your co-host, Eric Flatiger. And I'm your other co-host, Frank Lewandowski. This is Jacked. Jack Dudes Podcast. Yeah, J-A-K-D. Yeah. It's Juliet good. Alpha Kilo Delta. <laughs> That's military lingo. That would be like Jocko's edition. Yeah, Jocko. I literally listen to him and my blood pressure goes down because he just yeah. calms me down. Like, I don't know He's what it great, is. He's great, dude. Yeah. He, uh, he just did a podcast with, what's his name, Theo Vaughn, that comedian with, oh, with a mullet. Him. He's so funny. He's hilarious. How was it with Theo Vaughn? I just saw the clip he posted. It was oh, pretty okay. funny because Theo Vaughn was talking about the quote. Just said like everyone's got their Vietnam, and he was That's talking was. about oh, okay. he was talking about when he was like like twelve and he was dating like this fourteen year old chick who was like three times his size, and she like <laughs> picked him up to like kiss him at the bus stop, and he's like, I didn't know what to do, so I just like wrapped my legs around her. I don't know, man. I didn't even want to kiss her. And he's like, you know, but everyone's got their Vietnam, man. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> That's so good because he. Uh, Jock was always interviewing people from yeah. like crazy circumstances, oh, yeah. right? Like blown off legs. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I'd be a little bitch if I went on that podcast. I'd be oh. like, hey, Jocko, my uh, my dad didn't really hug me a lot as a kid. Yeah. So I don't want to say I've been through a lot, but I've been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I've been through some stuff. I was in Air Force boot camp. I got a bachelor's degree. It was tough. Yeah. I, I got it in four years, though. So yeah. <laughs> University of Phoenix online. I also worked full time. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Kind of did that whole say. thing. Yeah. I was honor student. Yeah. Honors. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about money today, Ooh, money, Frank. Money, money. We're talking about money. What does money mean to us? And now, now that we're, we're saying the topic, I kind of wanted to play a little. Ooh. Oh, we're talking about money. Talking about money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> what about money? Ooh, what about money? So there's there's two dichotomies and two different looks at money, right? Like money doesn't create happiness. It does not. Well, I disagree, okay? I don't think money does, but what does money give you? What does money mean to you, right? So what does money mean to you, Eric? Money is a means of living. <laughs> Oh, that's deep. That's, that's it. That's as much hit. as I can go. That, that hit me it means living. It's like we used to trade and you know and barter. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's an exchange of goods, but it's also like you know, it's how, what's well, how you navigate through life today. Yeah. So you there's know? like studies, right? The studies are okay. Studies sound fancy. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this study says this. This study this says study. that. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm in the science community. Whatever. Uh, anyways, the science right now is saying like i think it's like is it 70 grand or 75 there's no more happiness after that i well that's a lie so it depends i heard if you're single zero like me mm-hmm. 55 i okay. think 
55 or 60? I make a lot more than 55. But and if I can you're tell you I'm a lot happier. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So and, uh, and I'll explain why. But if you have like kids and whatnot, I think it doubles to like 100 or something. Okay. I don't know. Well, but hear yeah, me, uh, hear relative. Me out. Yeah. Hear me out on this. I want to hear so, it. My thing, money means freedom. Freedom is my number one thing. So the more money I have, that means I get to spend more time and work less, and I get to spend more time doing things I want. Like spend more time with my friends, my family. I've been giving more gifts in the last uh, couple of years. I actually bought my dad a dirt bike because uh, my dad's an amazing person, amazing father. He's been always been there for me, and it was ten thousand dollars. I bought. It's amazing. I bought two, one for me, one for him. I paid cash, by the way. I saved purposefully. Uh, I rent a condo and I rent out two rooms. I don't have to, but I do to have that income. You own a condo. I, right? I'm sorry. I own the condo. And Thank you, you for clarifying. And I rent out two rooms yeah. while I live there. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. No problem. Uh, anyways, so I I gave that to my dad because that means the world to me, right? I want him to know that I care about him, that he's done so much to me, and we get to ride dirt bikes together. Uh, I also bought my mom, or my I'm sorry, my stepmom. Uh, $500 spa package because she's an amazing person. And it's not that it's the materialism. It's just to say, hey, look, this is what I'm doing with my money. Like, So if you say money's not important, you're not understanding what money means. I don't buy new shoes every weekend. Okay, I, There's an excess. Like, I have everything I need right now. I could buy another you know, shirt or something and that'd be nice, but I use money purposely and for meaning. So the more I make the more I'm able to do for others and for my family and for me even. Mm-hmm. I have fun with it too. So. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So don't tell me $55,000 is enough because that's <laughs> yeah. bullshit. You well, could I, always want more. Oh, right? for sure. No, I think one thing I saw it was like the difference between making 5000 a year and like 55000 a year was like exponentially, you know, explosive you know the difference in what you not can do but just happiness and everything and then after for single person after 55 like 55 to like 80 to 100 it was supposedly like not diminishing returns but very small yeah no and but I I'm understand like that, that makes sense that makes five sense. like you can't even live yeah. like, so you you're like basically homeless yeah struggling with food yeah money literally means survival mm-hmm. so i think yes, the idea mm-hmm. i think the idea behind a lot of that, what people say like, oh, you know, difference between 50 and 100. Well, a lot of people, unlike what you're describing, it's like a hedonic treadmill. So like they make 50,000 a year, then they get a job making 70, like 20,000. That's a huge increase. But if the, if then you're like, oh, cool, I'm going to trade in my paid off car, and get a brand new Mercedes, and have a $600 car payment a month. Okay, well, now you're spending just kind of went up with mm-hmm. your income. exactly, And it's that hedonic treadmill of like, you still are in debt or you still are you know, consumed by bills and payments and debt and you're not really seeing the value in that increase in salary. You're just spending along with it and you'll always outspend your income. Yeah. And you, you have an in-go and an out-go, right? So yeah. I still keep my expenses low. I drive a Toyota Corolla 2015. It's got like 73,000 miles on it. Uh, I'm going to drive that till the wheels fall off. Like I could yeah. go buy a Corvette right now, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I have no personal debt. I save 15% of my income. I have six months of emergency fund, which feels amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm right now applying for a, a, long, a long-term disability policy. So if I get hurt, I'll have income the rest of my life. And to me, that's security. That's amazing. Oh, for sure, dude. Like, it feels good. feels good. Yeah, I mean, same here. The only debt I have is on my home. Mm-hmm. Um, two paid off vehicles. I mean, I'm, I'm doing stuff. I do. I am someone who isn't. I do like cars. Like I have a 
use you know i have a 2001 mustang oh, but it's putting, sexy though it's, hot, it's a sexy it's so 2001 sexy. and like, it's got 120,000 miles and mm-hmm. i'm done i actually just spent quite a bit of money on it to do stuff to it but i very easily could have traded in bought a forty thousand dollar new mustang brand new mustang yeah. whatever and but there's not i just think about stuff like that and it's like what's the added value what's the difference yeah. between the one that i already have that i love and cherish and that other shiny brand new debt machine over there. Yep. You know, it's like... And then you're a slave to the system, right? Yeah. Debt so, is a slavery type of thing, right? Yeah, debt is, you know... There's never a good car loan. I don't care if it's 0%. Yeah. The dealership not, is making money. Yep. And I could explain a lot of this stuff. I'll explain also my parents had a nasty divorce, and that'll come up in multiple podcasts, but... I learned a lot from it, so I'm really grateful for everything, right? You can mm-hmm. be like Tony Robbins, which is a huge motivational guy. I love his take on things. He's, he thanks his mom, and I've said this before on the podcast, but he thanks his mom for hitting him and abusing him because that made him the strong man he is. So I'm so grateful for all the downs I went through in the tough times. So my parents fought over money for years. My mom would, uh, my dad's a firefighter, so he worked one day on, two days off. My dad was more of a saver. My mom's a spender. She's like, you know, YOLO kind of thing. And uh, very hardworking woman, like always worked hard, but racked up like $30,000 in credit card debt. Very hard to pay off. Credit card debt is difficult oh, to pay off. And if it's 30 grand, you're really paying like 120 yeah. if you pay the minimum payment. You're making the bank so much money. Yep. And my dad would come home and his truck would be gone. A brand new truck would be there. And he'd be like, what is this? Or he, or my mom would be like, oh, um, here's another truck. Like, or whatever. It would just always be this consumerism that you can never have enough. Yep. And it caused stress in the relationship. And there's a reason why financial stress and financial struggles are the number one reason for divorce. Yep. No, that's... I think it's the hardest people... I mean, that's obviously what's the number one reason people get divorced is because yeah, of financial reason, differences. And, it's stress, yeah. right? You're stressed out. I talk to people all the time. Like, they're not paying their bills. You, uh, 80% of people can't afford a $500 emergency. Mm-hmm. The $500 emergency is just is a washer. That Yeah. That's just a dryer. That's It's not even a major vehicle. No. Ve- like, if your not vehicle has any major problems, it can be way more than $500. Way more. That's a set of tires. Yeah. Like If, if you're okay. lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think about these things. I'm like, wow. And then I remember I was in the military. I was 21. I had a dirt bike loan, a car loan, all this stuff. I was an air conditioning guy in the military. So I was told that you make like $30 an hour back in 2009. That was a financial yeah. recession. When I got out of school, that was a lie. I made like $15 an hour. So I was scared, dude. I was racked with debt. I had a ton of bills. I was like, what can I do? So I got a job at USAA. And I was in the Air Force Reserve at the time, so I did one week in a month, two weeks a year. And uh, I was scared to pay my bills. I was freaking, freaking out, man. I was so stressed all the time. I, I was obsessed over it. And then I, I eventually found um, what's called uh, Dave Ramsey. I just Googled uh, finance and stuff online. Yeah. And he has seven steps. That's all I found back when I was 21. I'm 30, so nine years ago. And I just like the step process that he has because it just gave me goals to aim for. You know, like the first mm-hmm. step is $1,000 you save. Second step is pay off all personal debt except for your home. Third is three to six months emergency fund. Fourth is 15% of investing. Fifth is uh, invest in your college savings for your kids. Sixth is pay off your house. And seven is live and give like no one else. I just love that system. Yeah. And I wrote my debt smallest to largest and I started paying it off. I had a dirt bike loan. Uh, there was a horrible loan. It was zero. It was 0% for 
12 months and then it went to like 30 percent so i paid like eleven thousand five hundred dollars for a seventy five hundred dollar dirt bike so yeah, if i paid it off I paid off my credit card. I had a 23% credit card with an annual fee of like 150 bucks. Paid that off, closed it off. Paid off my Toyota Corolla back back then. Had no debt. Yeah, that felt amazing. Yeah, felt oh, so yeah, relieved. Yeah. Debt will suffocate anyone. But, but people think it's normal. No, but everyone assumes like you should always have a car payment. No, you should always why? have a credit card payment. You should always have... We just get so used to these payments and that and so many people have them. You know, I, so many people think... I do, you know kind of subscribe to the thought of like you know money is made to money comes and goes you know you Mm -hmm. make it it does go in a number of different you know avenues but you also have to be very smart about it too like having not having a car payment and owning a vehicle that can be that's one huge thing you know because that's one thing that everyone almost seems to have is this huge yeah. what's you know, the average car payment, car payment? it's five hundred dollars a month yeah. is the average car payment if you put that car payment into a good investment you'd have like two million dollars if oh in yeah. like 35 years or 30 i have years a like 2010 nissan frontier it's mm-hmm. a great truck you know it can fit five people comfortably very reliable yeah very mature Super. it's very mature Imports so you know 193,000 miles, and I'm like, dude, 193? 193. Oh, that's sexy. And I'm like, once the if you know engine goes out, tranny, whatever, I'm just gonna pay cash, throw a new engine in. Like, yeah. that's so much cheaper than going out and be like, well, I guess I gotta buy a, a brand new twenty thousand dollar mid size truck cost. Forty oh, grand. I, I, Forty grand. Yeah, easily. I'd Easy. spend you know upwards of over twenty. Do you want at least. Uh, motorized windows? Because that's yeah. an extra two grand. You know, it's all even. Bullshit. Even to buy a used one that has like fifty, sixty thousand miles already on it, it's they want dude. over twenty grand. Most people with trucks, too, especially men, which cracks me up. I'm like, do you actually use your truck? I drive a Corolla, dude. Yeah. I go dirt bike riding with my dad. I may get a truck eventually. I just, um, I could kind of use a truck, but I use a car yeah. for, you know, was it 34 miles a gallon, yeah. I guess, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't use a truck very often. Yeah. How often my, are you moving your friends? Yeah. No, I don't yeah, it's true. Move anymore. Mine 30. comes in handy just because of, at the, the school I work for, we yeah. don't, well, we have maintenance, but it's like a company-wide, if there's a maintenance problem, you put in a ticket, you got to wait. There's no one like on site, you know? Mm-hmm. So I wind up hauling like every old but and your every truck is paid off. From everything. Yeah. Your truck's paid off and mm-hmm. reasonable. Oh, if you yeah. have an F two fifty, that's yeah. eighty thousand dollars, yeah. and you don't even use eight hundred a month just to drive around and feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. Your car should not make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. That's another reason why I just have a Corolla because I don't want people looking at me going, "He's got money." You don't know how much money I have. Yeah, like because I'm gonna be the guy in board shorts and a tank top. It's a multimillionaire. Because I don't want to appear like I have money. I don't want people judging me off that. I don't want women to like me based off of what things I own. Yeah. Like the girl I'm with right now, she drives a Honda a Honda Accord. I think it is, or Civic, one of those. Mm-hmm. It's got like 100,000 miles. It's a fine car. She doesn't like me because of the things I own. She yep. likes me because of the person I am. Mm-hmm. Right? And same with her. I don't care what she owns. You know, I love how she's frugal. And like she uses coupons for things like that's so attractive to me. Like what a humble woman. Well, you know what I noticed too? It's always people without money and who are in debt who have the heftiest opinions about money and have some of the nicest shit I've ever seen. And then the people who do the have a lot of money or have a, like a six month to a year emergency savings. They have a full, you know, they fund their retirement, all sorts of stuff. 
they're the ones who live way more modest, way more meager, because it's like, that's how you get the money. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get a six-month emergency fund? By not having an $800 a month car payment. By not having a... Like, mm-hmm. I see people who I'm like, I know you're just like a medical assistant. You don't make that much, and you have a Gucci belt, or you, you have, have a Louis Vuitton, you have a $2,000 purse. You go to Vegas and Coachella and all this shit, and you make you, you can't make more than like $16, $17 an hour. Even if you made $20 an hour, like you, you can't, I know you're not affording this lifestyle. Like, yeah. I know you're not. And like it, and the reason it bothers me is because when people do that, they post it to social media, other people see, other people feel bad about themselves, and they want to spend money, and it's like, no, what the hell, what are yeah. we doing here? It's not like transparent. It's not. It's not, it's not a, honest. The shit you own should not make you feel like you need to feel better so you can show off to other people to make yourself feel, have your ego no. be at ease. It should be because, you know what? Yeah, I did buy that, you know, $2,000 MacBook or, you know, my Surface Book or whatever because it's useful in your life. You enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You wanted it. You worked. You got it. You paid yeah. cash, whatever. That's That's meaningful. You know, like with my car, I do like cars and whatnot. I could go out and buy a brand new Mustang. I could buy, you know, a Camaro, a Challenger, whatever. I don't because I just think it's stupid to take on that kind of debt. I don't want that kind of car payment. But you know what? I do really value and love uh, like my Mustang. Mm-hmm. And my dad has like the exact same body style one too. And mm-hmm. it's like a bonding thing for me and him. Like That's today, awesome. I bought some new headlights, new halo headlights. Mm-hmm. I want to go over to my dad's house and we're going to install it together. And we're going to, you know, it's a thing for us to bond and hang out just like dirt bikes with yeah. you and your dad. That's awesome. And that's a genuine and nice thing. It's not because I drive around. I'm like, God, this is so hot. You know, like. And that's fine to feel that wait. way. No, but, I like it because I'm like, because yeah. here's the funny thing with cars too. A, a hopped up badass car, it only attracts dudes. If you're a dude, like there's not women who are just no, dripping over cars. No, some women, some, some, some women, because but for the most part, money, right? like mm-hmm. for the most part, it's like no. men who are going to be like, Oh damn dude. Like yeah. they're going to talk. Look to at you. that engine. Yeah. Man, you're a savage. And like, I'll tell you what, if a, if a woman, if a woman is going to approach you a hundred percent because of your car and a suit or clothes and money, you, you don't, don't want, want that, that woman. woman. You, you don't. don't want that woman. You don't, don't want Don't that. let items make you feel better. No. Person. Actually look in the mirror and say, hey, I love myself. Yeah. And I and people care about me. Because like, that's what I learned. Like I could drive right now a Ford Pinto, roll up and be confident right now. I mean, it would be hard, right? If you drive up in Scotts on a Ford Pinto, do you remember that? Oh, Piece yeah. of shit car? Yep. And you should be able to walk out of that and be like, hey, I do. And, and I probably have more money than a lot of Scottsdale dudes because those guys are fake fake man forty thousand dollar millionaires right like and the thing about money too is it's a lot of it's discipline right like how many people actually budget i budget not a lot not a lot it's not easy but is anything worth having easy no it's not budgeting for me gave me intentionality so i use a free app called every dollar again all this has come from dave ramsey i love the program i follow like 90 percent of it it's not a cult it just works but anyways, it's uh, the budgeting part. I, for the last three years, ever since I bought the house on my own, I use this app. It's free. It's easy. I plug in every dollar and everything. It works amazing. It takes about three months to get used to budgeting. Yep. But it gives me freedom when I go buy a t-shirt or something fun that it's it's in the budget. Mm-hmm. Right? Or... I'm you're more disciplined. I'm able to invest more and save more. And I just it's nice, dude. I love it. Yeah. It's just like such a rewarding, amazing thing. And like ninety percent of people don't budget. 
No, because, you know, a lot of people, they think it's this classic conundrum of like, I work so hard. I earn that money. I should reward myself. Well, what do you have to show for it? Because you know what, though? It's like, yeah, you work so hard. You earn that check or whatever. And it's like, that's what you earned. So you worked hard and you got paid, right? You don't have to further try to reward yourself by going out shopping and, and spending it. Because it's like, you know what's a better, more rewarding feeling? If I lost my job tomorrow, for the next six months, I could pay all my bills. My life wouldn't change. How awesome is that? Like, that's incredible. So when your boss is, is a jerk or the recession happens, because yeah. everyone's, I can talk about that right now. I'm actually reading, I read books all the time, but I'm reading a book right now called uh, Unshakable by Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Just talks about how the market works, gives you confidence in the market. Anyways, the whole thing is put money in. Do not touch it. Yep. Do not. I don't even watch the news for the stock market. No, a, the people on the news, they don't know what they're talking about. They have no idea. They have no idea. No one's smart enough to time the market. It's way too complex. Your broke brother-in-law who you fish with does not know what he's talking about. Don't nope. go buy Bitcoin. Okay. Bitcoin might go under overnight. I hope it doesn't. I hope it's the worldwide leading new form of currency. But one thing where the government says, no, we're done. It's it's done. It's over. overnight. Gold, gold is nothing. Gold's like, bullshit. Gold is a total crock of shit. Yep. I know smart guys, old guys that believe in gold. I go if our stock market hits zero, we will go into like a Mad Max type of world. Yeah. So no one cares about a shiny gold rock, which is nope. all gold is. What it comes to is guns, ammo, food, mm-hmm. and power. So yeah. I think Ramsey about had gold. a good point about that. He said, uh, the reason gold, you shouldn't invest in gold and precious metals is because if the market tanks and crashed, it's going to do two things. It's either going to be done. Like you said, it's going to go Mad Max. No one's going to give a shit about your gold. You need guns, no. bullets, guns, and food. bullets, food, ammo. Or it's going to crash and it's going to recover mm-hmm. and you still won't need your gold. Which usually, just so you know, the market has... You know, we're in a, what do they call bull market, yep. right? Which, fancy term, just means we're like 20% gain or something over a period yeah. of time, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, it's been on the up. So everyone's scared it's going to run in a bear market, which just means down. Yeah. Okay? Which is normal. You have ups and downs, like a roller coaster. A correction. But most markets correct in like a couple months. Yeah. The 2008, which is a crazy recession, the closest thing to the depression, uh, took two years, but it also had the biggest bull market ever after. So the most yeah, millionaires I mean, were post-recession, post-depression. Yeah, how much was, uh, they did what, it's a fancy term, quantitative easing, where Obama signed and said, oh, okay, blah, here's blah. one trillion. Obama had... Here's another, and then QE2, quantitative yeah, easing, it's not even two. Obama, it's not even Obama's was, fault, well, but yeah, well, yeah. he's just a figurehead. It was the Fed. Yeah. Um, but we yeah. had the opportunity to break these big banks, too, at and that they point. Didn't. And break... It was so sad. So you have these crappy companies like Ford and Chevy. Mm-hmm. I forget which one. One didn't take a well, bill out. Ford did not take a bill okay. out. So go Ford. Also, I uh, like Ford. I'm yeah, I love Ford. Yeah. But anyways, these companies are all out for themselves. Yep. But they these companies put us in bad spots like banks and yep. got bailed they out. They got bailed out, man. Dude, that's like, like screwing over your company and getting a bonus while yeah. the regular person is getting lost screwed. Yep. It's bizarre. It's so jacked up. Have you ever read CEOs? No. So, or read in the news, pay attention to a CEO. Like Mm -hmm. a CEO of HP will get fired. They'll get a new job, 
they will get a bonus on the way out, like yeah. millions of dollars. Like, how does that it, work? I don't get no bonus when is, I get fired. It's really crazy at that level, that corporate level. And then the only other way, the only other um, realm you see that in is professional sports. I've never seen anything in my life where you can get a head coaching job, make millions of dollars, fail, get fired, and within a year, or in some of them, get fired as a head coach, they get another head coaching job That's right weird. after. Like or, you just got fired. Or they, you know, you go be an OC, you know, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator somewhere for mm-hmm. a year and you're right back. And I'm like, <laughs> it's the weird CEOs, same thing. Fired, they leave. I they think get a job. even worse, though. Yeah, and it's like, they get a bonus on the way out. Coaches yeah, don't. And they have a salary. If they're owed money, they get that. Is they're owed money? Literally get a package. It, it's on really the way strange, out. though. It's very strange. So strange. I've never wanted they interchange fired, losers. Basically, who I've never seen someone get fired and be like, "Oh, well, here's a huge fat bonus," and then, "Oh, and we're also going to hook you up with uh, just another job." It's, it's like what? in the real world, like us, man. I'm the, a nurse practitioner. You're a slave wage. You're a DOS. Dean of students. Dean of students. Our companies don't really care about us. No, they don't. I mean, my my boss does. He's a really cool guy. It's a small six location company. Yeah, so like, maybe he does. I have an amazing boss. I know she, you know, cares about me and like, but like, but how big is your company? The company big, that right? we work for. It's pretty big. Like, what did you say? Forty plus locations or something like that. Yeah, we have like twenty six schools in oh, Phoenix. Okay. Another twenty six across. So we've had like fifty okay. schools nationwide. It's too big. So too basically, big. as a company, they can plug and play you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So any person that thinks... Well, I'd be replaced in a second. My my buddy's sister, she's so sweet. Uh, I don't use names on here, but she's so sweet. She works for a big... Well, she works for PCH, so I guess I'll just say it. And she's so sweet. The sweetest girl I've ever met. Yeah. And she thinks that PCH cares about her. Oh, like, I'm sorry, Phoenix Children's does not. Boom. They don't give a shit Later. about you. That's why they give you a 50% or 50 cent raise every year to stay there. You can go across the street as mm-hmm. a nurse... And make six dollars more an hour. You tell me how PCH cares about you. They will fire you that day and find someone the next day. Yep. That's just the way it works. Do not think security exists. It's an absolute lie. Yep. You have to stay mobile. You have to stay. Uh, I want to say what do you want? Well, that's why you have to. That's why you have to minimize your debts. If not, don't have any. You know, minimize your lifestyle with payments and stuff. Have that six months to even a year's worth, you know, yeah. of cash, and uh, how and, cool would and that then, be? You know, slowly invest and save for your future because Social Security is not going to bail you out. Probably won't even be there. You know, your uncle that you don't know that's going to die and leave you money probably doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You can't rely on taxes parents. are only going up, guys. You can't rely it's, on any of this yeah. stuff. You have to be you have to be ready to take care of you, and it's yeah. it's and your family. So I heard this example, um, and it's so true about people and their money it's like most people are like a mouse in an ocean right and they're floating on a small little piece of cheese and they're just you're a mouse so it's just eating the cheese and you're that close to just drowning right Mm -hmm. because you're in the ocean and that's how most people live their life like razor thin margins like paycheck to paycheck to paycheck huge debt load tons of credit card debt you know they got to pay rent they got to pay all this stuff they paycheck to paycheck. It's like if you missed one to two pay periods, boom, you're late on credit cards. You're late on this. You're late on that. Like you're, you're stressed you're out. So Your relationship sucks. Screwed. You, you, and it's like, yeah. screw that. Don't live like that, that. Is a and no. And then you wonder why do I have anxiety? Why do I have depression? Why can't I? Why am I overweight? It's like, oh my god, because you're living razor thin margins. Yep. Like you need to look out for you and like, 
so many people, the majority of Americans at least, because like we can only speak for where we live, right? Yep. Um, that's how a lot of people are living. And so like what you said, you know, by not having a car payment, that's a huge thing to save. And I think the ultimate dream, like for me and probably for you as well, is I'm like, if I could own a home outright cash, I mean, you still have to pay property taxes, so you'll never actually, you know, not pay anything. But if you owned a home, I mean, what is like the main thing people always talk about paying? Mortgage, rent, you know, whatever. Even if you pay it off in 30 years, yeah. you should pay it off in 15. Most people don't pay it off in 30, they refinance. They don't, they refi, like, refi, refi. And it's it. like, if you could own your own home and your own vehicles, and then you, you, you know, if you freedom. could establish that kind of lifestyle, even mm-hmm. as early on as you possibly can, you can legitimately get to a point where it's like, how, how much do you have to work? How much money do you need? Yeah, you can be living the dream. And the dream isn't, retire at 70 and drink Mai Tais on a beach. Like, that's not the dream. No, most people are too stressed out and the unhealthy. Which yeah. The all dream these podcasts is, are wrapping together for a whole complete life, hopefully. Yeah. Right? They're all correlated. Yep. Uh, all of it is discipline, intentionality. If you don't have money at retirement, it's your fault. Yeah. Okay, it's not anyone else's. No one's going to feel sorry for you. If you just live on Social Security, that's your fault. It's an... It's an assistance is also security. It will be there. Yep. It will be reduced... Okay, and it is a shitty system. Social Security has a negative return rate. Yeah. I mean, it's better if you took that money and just throw it in a freaking jar that, yeah. that gains 0%. Social Security helps people, but it was never intended to be the main function of your retirement. It okay? can't be. You don't want that because be. the government's going to keep taking and going to keep reducing because our debt's, what, $22 trillion or something? It's out of control. Taxes are going to go up, guys. Taxes are going up. Yeah. Uh, people yeah. are going to get outraged. Like, you don't understand, you know, like, all these things, Medicaid, Medicare, social, it's all coming to this end. Student you know, loan debt is like $1.6 trillion. It's out of control. It's disgusting the greed that people are making money off of it. But, guys, you have to take some personal responsibility, okay? There is no reason. You have to look at something and be like, all right, this car is $10,000. It's got 50,000 miles. It's a good car. This car is 80,000 miles or $80,000. I make 40. That makes no sense. None. You drive off the lot, it's 30% Boom. reduced instantly. Yep. In three years, it's worth half. Not a good decision. And, and I think work. most of those people regret it anyways. No, they do. They always social do. work degree. Do not get a $100,000 social work degree. You make 40. Yeah. Okay, don't. You have a big heart. I wish you made more money, but you don't. If you're a teacher, you're not going to make a lot of money in Arizona. Do not get $100,000 in debt. Okay? Yeah. You can teach other ways. Don't. Think about it. I try to help my stepbrothers. I try to help everyone. Like, don't do it because you're just freaking putting shackles on you in your future. Yep. Think about it. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is I think people, they don't really think about it. They think like, oh, yeah, I should go get my master's. I'm going to get in, For like what? you just said, social work, whatever, yeah. education. And it's that's what a lot of people ask me. Like, oh, are you doing your master's? I'm like, no, I'm not. 40 grand? For what? If it makes sense. For what? If it made total sense for me, yes, it might be worth it. But for me, just to what? Go get it because what society tells me I should or people think college is the only answer to things. I'm like, no, I'm not I just want to help people. And that's why I love the Dave Ramsey. I I bring it up a lot, guys. I swear by it. I've listened to it over 10 years. It's the most transparent, consistent financial message out there. There's some other people I really like. I really like Tony Robbins. He's really good. Robert Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki. Yeah. He plays in debt. I just love how he was raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had one dad that was like a, a victim and the other one was an entrepreneur. And he's like, the only way you make money is by you. 
So there's, it was kind of cool to have it. He had two rich dad, poor dad, he called it. So even his poor dad wasn't a poor dad. It was just, he worked for the government, actually made a really good salary as a, a principal or something. Yep. But he was always a victim with, the government's never going to help you, blah, blah, blah. The only way is a pension. You don't want a pension, okay? No. Pensions are garbage. They're going away. Even firefighters, man. I knew a guy. He worked for Detroit Fire Department. They went bankrupt, okay? He did 20-plus years. He's a nurse now here in Arizona. But he gets 19 cents to the dollar. He was promised a dollar. He got 19 cents. Yeah. Guys, even these Phoenix firefighters out here, I'm sorry. Your pension is going to be attacked, attacked, attacked. Because yeah. they don't exist. The military does not have a pension anymore. You don't want it. Well, it's be- yeah, and it's because Keep our money, own money. It, it's fake fiat currency. It's, it, it's, not it's completely devalued. It's not. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard that our dollar today is worth three cents in comparison to uh, 1913 when the Federal Reserve was established. Three yeah, cents could, to a dollar. We could go more into that and how yeah. they control a lot and they oh, should be yeah. investigated and attacked. I don't know. I don't understand a lot of it. No, but. it's just, but we're slaves to it. You need it. It's necessary, but there is a, you know, there's a strategy and a game plan to where it doesn't have to be your life. Yeah. And if I had to, and I've made stupid mistakes, dude. Oh, I cashed yeah. out a 401k in my 20s. So stupid. That would have been worth like 60 grand right now. I cashed it out. It was dumb. I got hit with a 40% tax rate. Yep. I lost that money, the growth during the biggest bull market ever. I don't lose sleep over it, but I will not do that again. Yeah. Like I'm behind the eight ball on investing. That's okay. Learn from it now though. Don't be 60 and be like, no one's going to help me. No one is going to help you. Exactly. I'm sorry, but you didn't, you created that. Like, Social Security should be literally grocery money at that mm-hmm. point, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Medicare is a pretty good run system for the most part. Like, it helps out old people. But you have to pay extra for better coverage. So just understand there's no one, the government's not going to help you. I'm it's sorry, not. I wish they could, but they're, it's so poorly run. Do not trust the government. If the government has any hands in your money, meaning your pensions or anything, they'll take they'll take it from you. Yeah, okay? and, Don't. and you just can't rely on on a pension or you can't rely on social security. You can't rely on anyone honestly other than yourself. No. And it's good and it's to have added things have like, if, Hey, if you do have, you know, parents who are like, yeah, we know we have, we own our home. We're going to leave it to you one day. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Or, you know, you might come into something like that, but you can't rely on any of that. No, no, you no, can't. And you can't work. I mean, you shouldn't have to work until you're 80 years old or 75. And I think I could keep talking about this over and over and over again. I think, we have to realize, like, what does mean, money mean to you? I don't like when I see memes say money doesn't money creates happiness. Look, money to me creates happiness because I want to have a couple of kids, right? And I want to pay for their college so they have the option. My parents did not pay for my college. I didn't want to go to college because I don't like school. I hate that it's a bunch of games. The dynamic between teacher and student is ridiculous. Yeah. So even though your teacher's inept, a piece of crap, you have to just jump through the hoops. And there's no recourse for the teachers, okay? So I don't like that dynamic. I don't like how it's about testing instead of actually learning the material. Oh, I know. It's Really stupid. So many people cheat and cut corners. Everyone's guilty of it, okay? And what are you actually learning? Memorization is one of the lowest functions of learning. You should aim for comprehension, which is high-level learning, where you actually understand the material. I'm a nurse practitioner, right? So it's a pretty serious job. Like, I can prescribe something, a medicine that can kill someone if I'm not thinking right. Yeah. Okay. I can cause a scar on someone's face that will be on their face for the rest of their life. I can make someone lose a hand if I don't 
prescribe the right antibiotic because that, that infection gets out of control. I send people to the ER that are really sick that could have died. I had a patient the other day. She's what's called diabetic ketoacidosis. She, she can become so acidotic in her body that she dies. She will go into a coma and literally die. I sent her to the ER based on my decision making, and she was admitted to the hospital. So basically, and I'm not trying to talk myself up, I'm just stating that those tests that I had in school did not help me. They were stupid. They did not help me at all. What helps me is my work ethic, my integrity, my honesty, my willing ability to learn and care about the patient. Like that's stuff that school doesn't even teach you. So school to me is wrong. That's what I think. I think it starts at a public school with how it's all these tests and trying to trying to gauge how you're learning. We have an average third grade reading level in this country. Like it's pathetic sad and we're not making it any better so you have all these all these people out there that aren't learning like you learn how to read and write barely and you're in school for like 12 years what are you or how long yeah what was happening for what are we learning 16 17 18 years i don't understand like our public school is broken and it's an old system what is aims testing what does that do yeah i know what is this? What is that thing? Well, common easy, core or something? Easy merit. Yeah, common core. It's garbage. You're trying to teach. Math has been taught a certain way. Why do college degrees? Half of my degree was stupid. I learned uh, in my master's program, because I have a bachelor's in nursing, right? A lot of hands-on. My program was $90,000 for my bachelor's in nursing. My GI bill from the military paid for it. So do not say it's free. Yeah. Go fight for your country, yeah. and you'll get a GI bill. And then bill. you get a... Okay, but I had friends that took $100,000 in debt to be a nurse. You can make a lot of money as a nurse, but that's a lot of debt. My master's program was only $32,000 to get become a nurse practitioner. I make a really good salary, and I think it's a much better job. So that was worth it. Yeah. I could go get my doctorate, so I sound fancy. I'm not a doctor, but I don't do that because it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, those things, I mean, and that's the problem is that it means a lot to, to people. Some people, yeah. And they're Some willing people, to just titles matter. sink themselves. Titles do matter yeah. to a lot of people. Titles don't mean anything to me. I actually like being underestimated. I think sometimes I come around just as a jokester. I'm actually pretty smart and intelligent, and I like to mm-hmm. talk about really important things. What's the thing? Yeah, I but love to, I love I comedy. Like to, I love joking yeah. around. Yeah, I love being too. silly. But yeah. the other part of me is like, you know, I want to just read books and learn as much as I can about the world. Because... That your better understanding of the world and money and all these things are going to make you that strong, confident, effective person, you know, yes. especially as a man. Um, it's going to make you a strong, confident leader, father, husband, whatever, you know. And yeah, schools, especially, I mean, I work for a school, in a public school, and uh, it is sad to see because I'm like, what are what are we what values are we teaching you know we're teaching for standardized testing and that is the most important thing and you're graded on that and it's like so if your yeah, teachers if your students are doing good on that yep why? they just shut us down it's ridiculous it's, it's so insane you should be it should be about your graduate well i don't want to say graduation rate you have to have to be incentivized for the things that actually matter i'm yeah. not sure how you do it i'm just stating that it's broken right now it is well it, just like I mean, our health system it's incentivized wrong it's a little you know tricky territory but i don't think the department of education came into play until i want to say the 70s was like 1974 something like that department of education was established and since the inception of the department of education um this country has just 
down the hill, down the hill, down the hill for education. We have, we have been Sad. tanking and tanking and tanking. And then you think, well, what about before then? Like, I feel like we were doing pretty good. I feel like our grandparents got good educations. I feel like people were learning, you know. Yeah, why don't we look at it differently? Um, like we're one of the only countries that doesn't uh, speak multiple languages. Yeah. Why don't we teach Spanish and English at a young age? And then you have a multi or bilingual population. Why don't you teach personal finance? Yep. Dave Ramsey actually is in his program for teenagers. This is in like three-fourths of America or 67, mm-hmm. like 70% of America now. So they're teaching basic stuff. I didn't know how to write a check in high school. Yeah. But I knew how to look at the stock market. Why? Yeah. That didn't help me. <laughs> no, it didn't. You not. should be in mutual funds anyways. You don't care about stocks. I didn't know how to do a budget in high school. I had to teach myself all that, how to yeah. pay bills, how a car payment works, how a credit card works. That should be instilled at a young age. And I think good things like grassroots initiatives are happening, like the Dave Ramsey method. You know, it's getting instilled in high schools. Yeah. Teach these young kids because the parents don't know. Well, yeah. And that's the thing, too. Um, another part of, you know, the reason we do this podcast is for, you know, to try and build up, you know, strong men, good men, and whatnot, right? Young um, boys. I think girls it too. starts like you and I have both. My parents have taught me some things, but there's a lot of things like I stumbled into Dave Ramsey on my own. Mm-hmm. I stumbled into a lot of this stuff on my own. I've always kind of naturally been a saver, even when I was a little kid. Yeah. You know, if my parents were like, oh, you know, we're going to go to the store and they'd give me my sister's money, they'd instantly want to buy like bubble gum and shit. And I would always, for whatever reason, be like, oh, I'll save it. Yep. And I just, it was kind of just in me. Mm-hmm. But I had to go out and I, I did learn a lot. My parents taught me a lot, but I also had to learn a ton of my own. They made a lot of mistakes too, you mm-hmm. know, growing up. But I had I, a lot of myself is self-taught. I just read tons of books. I, I try to search out people just like yourself and whatnot. And I think the important thing is if people, you know, good if, if men who are going to be fathers and husbands can learn this, a lot of this has to be taught at home. A lot of it has to be taught mm-hmm. and instilled. And... A lot of generations before us, like the, our parents, our baby boomer generations, they weren't taught that by their parents. No. They And then because they weren't taught it, they're not going to teach it. And then you have multiple generations to where you get to now with credit card debt is in trillions of dollars yep. in this country. It's back to you know, the pre-recession All this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it starts with a generation of people, you know, who are going to be entering into fatherhood and marriage, you know, all that stuff to teach that to the next generation. And I... I don't like even, I don't just don't like being labeled in general, but we are millennials. We are. So there's two millennials. There's one that's in mom's basement mm-hmm. and there's other one that's like us that's killing it. Yep. Driven. We're like, crushing. no, I saw my parents do stuff. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Right. My parents, my dad's doing good. I don't talk to my mom very much. She's doing okay. Money wise though, like I try to learn from other people. I'm like, what can I do differently? Right. Like, A, I don't want to get divorced. So I'm trying to have a really healthy, loving uh, relationship, caring relationship where you're an actual partner. Yep. If you're married, you are a team and you should be on the same page. Most couples aren't even in the same book. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. Some couples don't even know what their spouse makes. You are one. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying as a religious way, but legally you are one. That's one thing, honestly, when I, I mean, I'm a single guy, you know, when I go on dates, when I get to start getting to know someone, I always think, like a huge thing is I watch how I'm like, how do you, how are they spending their money? How, you know, like that's a huge thing to me that, that would even be, that's a deal breaker if I'm even going to date someone. 
I know that might seem silly. It but sounds sad, but it's it, so important. But yeah, it's like, you what know, do you value? like I said, one time I went out with a girl and, you know, she told me like she was leasing a brand new Mercedes. I saw the clothes she was wearing. I saw the way, mm-hmm. she, just the way she talked about how she, she was hot money. though, right? And she was, she oh, was she very was attractive. She was super hot. But I was like, I, you're not going to like me. Yeah. And I don't like you because yeah. of that. I can't, I am not going to be, I'm not an ATM. I'm smart with my money and I have money, but I'm not an ATM and no. I'm not going to be, you know? And, uh, I've witnessed, like I have uncles who have made a lot of money in their life, hard workers, good guys, but they have lost so much to just that relationships with mm-hmm. women that, those kinds of financial grounds were never established. Those conversations were never had, and they lost their ass time and time and time again. And that's and on it's, them. It's and it is on them, it's and on it's them. crazy. And I'm like, I never, ever, ever want that. Yeah. You know, who knows what's gonna happen? I don't know, but I'm just saying, I'm gonna try to do everything in my power to not be, you know, a part of that. Yeah, and I. So the girl I'm dating right now, she's amazing. We've been together nine months. And uh, we have money talks, and she's more of a kind of free spirit, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm more the I'm a numbers guy, dude. I'm in my brain is like a computer. I didn't realize that. I'm starting to do some self reflection, be like, I just think differently. Yeah, like I do, look at problems, sure. and I can I will automatically look at it from eight different angles mm-hmm. and try to come up with the best, most efficient option. That is literally how my I brain feel like works. you have a a very controlled like ADD almost. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I don't think it's ADD. Not but, ADD, yeah. but, like but it's like the way someone's brain would be on that, where it's like boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom, boom. It just operates at another level. Yeah, I'm operating but you're really in control fast right now when I'm healthy and de-stressed. Yeah. Uh, but she is so amazing, right? She's a hard worker, dude. Mm-hmm. It's so attractive. My mom's a hard worker. My stepmom's a hard worker. I love hardworking women. And she makes a good salary. But, you know, she's like $70,000 in student loan debt. Yeah. That doesn't bother me. She's willing to tackle it, get out. When we get married, it's like we'll be one. Our income comes one. I don't care if I make a million a year. She makes 50000 We make a million, 50000 what? Yeah, We are one team, one dream, you're getting Because if you get goal. married, it's one. That's it. That's, I don't understand the any way other way. Yep. We're going to use the Every Dollar app. We yep. budget together, and we're going to be a team. And like we want to have kids, and... You know, our goal is to set up the kids, but also I don't want her working. She works a lot of hours, dude. She works a butt off. She's a manager, which anytime you're in management salary, you get worked like a dog, especially yeah. in healthcare. But my goal is to be good with my money so that she can spend more time with the babies and she can work part time. You know, she would never be a full time mom because she's just not built that way. She enjoys working. But if we had a bunch of debt, if we had, you know, like we were a slave to this financial system, she wouldn't be able to do that. So we can actually enjoy these young kids. We can enjoy our time with them. I don't have to work every day because I want to be around. Biggest part of parenting is just being around the kids. More is caught than taught. Yep. So this is all important stuff. So money means everything. That's my argument. Money means everything depending on what it means to you. If it means yeah. a car, it means nothing. Yep. Well, there's this really good saying. Uh, it's that money is the oil that takes the friction out of living. Ooh, yeah, sexy. So That's like, hey, if you only got you know a thousand dollars in the bank, you got an engine that goes out on your car, you're money pretty screwed. Money means a lot. If you got twenty thousand in the bank, engine goes out in the car. Oh, that sucks. I gotta spend some money, but it's getting fixed. Dude, no I'm, hiccup. 
I'm such a nut, right? Like I know just the way I am. I have what's called sink funds. So mm-hmm. I actually create funds ahead of time on things that will go bad. Mm-hmm. So I have a house. I have like $1,200 saved. Uh, my goal is to have like two grand just sitting there. And that's like when a washer goes out. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll go get a washer. Guys, all these things are predictable. A true emergency is actually pretty rare. Yeah. A true emergency is like you get fired, I guess, right? That's yeah, pretty that's rare. pretty emergency. Yeah. I could get a job pretty quick. I could go do Uber right away or whatever and mm-hmm. make ends meet. But a true emergency is pretty rare. Like uh, an engine in your car, that's that's pretty rare, like unless it's an older vehicle. Mm-hmm. And if you have a vehicle with 300,000 miles, you should be saving probably for a newer car anyways, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So not many things are that emergency. Let's Maybe it's medical, maybe. Yeah. And that's deductible. So depending on what health insurance you have. And again, guys, this is all how you think about it. It's all how you prepare. You can't prepare for everything, but there's going to be rainy days. So buy a big-ass umbrella. Oh, yeah. Was that good? That, that was ended? good. Oh, episode that five was coming good. to you. Because... Oh, oh yeah. Because what were we talking about, baby? Money. Money. All right. Episode five. That was great. Oh, that was awesome. Coming Bye, to you guys. from Eric Flatiger and Frank Lewandowski. Oh, this yeah. is jacked. Just a couple dudes.